Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Lisa Pizik Show. I am so excited about what's going to happen in the next half hour, 45 minutes together, because the guest that I have on, I just admire so much. She's got such a cool story, such amazing teaching about how to empower women. And we know that now is the time as women that we're being called, we're being called to step up and lead, we're being called to own our own stuff and help other people. And the guest that I got on here, Diane Halfman, you're gonna learn all about her, her stories, her teachings. She was an undercover cop for the San Diego Police Department where she experienced a unique perspective of life behind the scenes. She honed her fear and survival instincts and knows what it takes to find grit, perseverance and power I love that to push through any challenge because we know challenges hit us left right and center right Diane took her years of experience along with her master's in human resources management and certification as the ultimate game of life coach to pioneer the creation of her own company called spa life which stands for seek power always and she's, she has her own podcast called Live the Spa Life. So it's that call to action for women to define and create a life they truly want. She's a reality reset specialist. She travels the country speaking, consulting, doing workshops, workshops, seminars, and she's dedicated to helping overwhelmed women entrepreneurs move from a life of emergency to emergence. Ooh, snap, Diane. Thank you for being here with me. Uh, Lisa, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm looking so forward to our conversation. Oh my gosh. And I know, Diane, we are in a mastermind together. So I get to sit like elbow to elbow with this awesome lady, digging in, learning, sharing our stories, and really just like getting to the root of what it means to be a woman and own our power. Because there's just so much misconception and labels and feelings and emotions around that. So Diane, I want to dig in and kind of start there and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to how you got into this work of the spa life and empowering women. Well, you know, it went back to when I started with the police department, you know, I had no plans to going into the police department. I was going to be an attorney. I got my degree in criminal justice and, you know, I started working with an attorney and it just, it wasn't my vibe. And mm -hmm. I had some of the guys I graduated with that were going into law enforcement and had encouraged me to just take the test, which I did. And because uh, the department was looking for a serial killer that was targeting prostitutes at the time, there wasn't very many women on the department. There was like a three months between taking the test and actually joining the department. So I was kind of thrown into the work and really kind of on the job training and really started looking at what was happening in the world and knowing that I had to really dig deep within myself to really 
gather that power. And throughout my career, I had many experiences of times where I, I stood in my power and times where I gave my power away and really started looking at the experiences that I had and how I could help other women to look at their own life experiences and know that at any time, I absolutely believe that all women come here with that power within them mm. and that life happens. And so there are times that you need to reset that power to stand back into it. And that's what I help women do. Mm, and can I share what your work was for 10 years at the police department? Can I tell Absolutely. them? Can I tell them? So yeah. Diane was an under, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, <laughs> undercover prostitute, undercover prostitute. So she had to like play the role that she was out there giving her goods to catch these serial killers and people that were doing bad things in the world, right? Bad people yeah. doing bad things. I'm sure in a bad neighborhood, in bad situations, I'm sure you were put in, scary situations, life and death situations. So, you know, when you talk about your power, it's like you're, you really had to own who you are because I'm sure if your cover was blown in those situations, that could mean life or death for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting about, you know, being undercover is that, you have a team that watches you, but they're across the street. And mm -hmm. we all know at the time that, because the serial killer we were looking for is, you know, was targeting prostitutes. And mm -hmm. one of the things is that you realize very quickly that you have to have that wherewithal because you don't know how long it's going to take your cover unit to get to you and things yeah. can go wrong in seconds. So you really have to have plans. You have to have awareness about you. You really have to see yeah. what that looks like. And I really started cultivating not only my physical power, mm. but noticing like the nuances and the mental power and emotional about keeping your fear in check and also trusting your gut. You know, your intuition is so yeah. important. And for women in particular, I mean, when I, even when I was working patrol, the reports that I would take for women who had violence uh, done to them, they all knew that there was something before that happened that kind of triggered them to, um, that they just didn't listen to themselves. They second guessed mm -hmm. what they're knowing because they thought that it would be uncomfortable for other people or they just didn't think that it was that important. And it's not to make those victims wrong, but it's to just know what we know and to honor that. And so it's so important to do that. And I had to do that undercover because literally I was the most naked, not only in clothes, <laughs> right? But I didn't have any tools on me. I mean, I couldn't wear um, my vest. I couldn't wear my gun. I couldn't wear, you know, um, I wasn't even wearing a wire like they did you know, like on TV. Yeah, like, yeah don't have a radio, you don't have any of that. You are relying on the people around you to help make you safe, but also to realize that you have to be present enough for yourself that all the what ifs, like what mm. if happens. And these are the kind of things that apply to our own lives as women entrepreneurs, as parents, is that we always want to look at what's the big plan, what's the what if, because when we prepare, when we have the different options, we can then act in the moment. You don't want to wait till things happen and then you are reactive in order to do something. And I know you get this as an RN because you have yeah. to be so proactive to be able to move in the moment when these things happen. And it's so important for women to build that muscle of that to react and to trust their instincts and not overthink things. Mm -hmm. On the street, we would talk about, about, you know, in your head, you're dead. Like if you overthink mm -hmm. things, it's too much time. Wow. That's amazing. And I, I love those two things that you said about, A, it's not searching anywhere else. 
Like you believe that women have that power. We have that gut instinct. We have that, that wherewithal in our heads that we already know, like you were saying, even those women, like they knew something was going to happen, but we didn't act on that. And it's like that, it almost sounds to me like it's like that quick awareness or that quick intuition and then kind of the action with it. Because if you think too much or you delay or you stray off your own path, right? you don't know what's going to happen, right? I love that. So is that some of the signs that you're like giving your power away or like not listening to yourself or what, what do we do? How do, how do we like, what's the first thing that we do? Well, definitely the first thing is that we second guess ourselves and that we doubt that we actually know what we know, right? Mm. There is knowledge in the world and then there's your knowing. And when we don't listen to our knowing, that's where we actually get off track. Ah. And so, you know, even in situations where, you know, women are uh, at with other people, sometimes we defer thinking other people, experts know better than we do. And so sometimes we can actually over expert where we're listening to everyone. And it's different than having a mentor because I look at mentors as having, you know, they help you stay accountable. They help to validate the things that you are bringing up to keep you moving forward so that you don't get stuck. You don't want to abdicate and give your power away to other people. You want to have people in your court that actually support you to move you forward. And so when we realize that we are just letting everyone else make the decisions for us, a very important distinction for women to stand in their power is when they trust themselves and they make decisions based on all the information they have in the moment. You don't even want to over you know, research and overlook at certain things. You can always look up things later, but if you just take the first step into something and you, you know, trust that that happens, what happens is that you build that intuitive muscle and then you actually, it starts actually firing and it starts working faster for you where you can make quicker decisions. And, you know, that's where I really help support women is making quicker decisions to not second guess themselves and to also ask for help. You know, it's not a sign of giving your power away when you ask for help because, you know, we don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. We want to be able to find out what is the fastest way to get the results we want. Yeah, hundred percent. I love what you're talking about, about trusting yourself. It's building that intuitive muscle because I could imagine that you're also powerless. Like when you are stuck in that limbo where you're like, I don't know what I should do. I don't know what I want. I don't know what the right answer is. Somebody else tell me what to do. Somebody else make the decision for me. Oh, can I just go ask a mentor to make the decision for me? Like you're stuck in that middle. You're, you're not really knowing of what you're talking about. Like right. not acting is also making a decision, right? To stay in that Absolutely. between people. Right. So I love the tips you're giving people about don't overthink it. Like just right. trust yourself. And then if you take those steps and you start working through it and then it's okay. And then it's okay to ask for help. Right. Say, Cause well, then you've got some data or yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, another way that women give their power away is to say like, I don't know, or I don't know how to do something, right? It's very disempowering to even just say the words about it. So you want to just be able to shift even language because words are so powerful to say something along the lines of like, you know, um, I'm discovering that, or I'm learning how to do that, or how can I? One of the most powerful things you can say is Mm -hmm. how can I? How can I do that? What would that maybe look like? When you're in the exploration, then you're opening up possibility and then you actually then start opening up the your 
your not only your intuition, but your knowingness to actually have those resources come to you. When we say that I can't do something, uh, then it just shuts down any of the flow of creativity or the people that actually can come to help you do that. So we have to be really powerful and mindful about what the words are that we're saying that allow us to expand versus contract. Oh, that's, I love that. It's funny you say that because the word can't is a bad word in our household. Like I do not let my five-year-old say I can't because I'm like, I can't, it's like a stopper. Yes. If you give you permission, you'd be like, I can't do that. I can't. I can't. Right. No, yeah. you either won't and you're making a <laughs> choice or you're presently struggling with. You're right. trying to figure out your, you're doing right. Like, the, yeah. I, like a, a done deal. And that's so disempowering as you say. Right. Absolutely. You know, I like to think of it like a faucet. You know, it's like if you say like, I can or I don't know how, it's like you just shut that faucet off. Then nothing's flowing through, nothing's moving forward, you are at a complete stop. But when you say, how can I or where this might go, that is continuing flowing a stream. And when you're moving in the stream, that's where you're going to get somewhere. Yeah, I love that analogy. So the, the spa life, so seek power always. Well, I love that. So what kinds of clients, like what do they come for you for? Like, like what do they come to you experiencing? Or what do they say like, Diane, I'm stuck with this or I need help with this. I mean, if you're their mentor, like what are some of the pains or things that women that you find maybe are the trends or things that now like women are experiencing? Right. Great question, Lisa, because, you know, a lot of times people think that they go to a mentor when they're completely broken down and that's really not the case. I actually work with women who are very successful mm. and they want to go to the next level of what they want to do in their life. And so it's really, I always love uh, the quote by Les Brown that says that you can't see the big picture when you're in the frame. When you are just crushing it and you're moving forward and you're doing a lot of things, you know, you don't always see something that are in your blind spot. So women come to me to explore what, what blind spots that they don't even know about and to be able to make quicker decisions and to really look at things around like their team and communication. That's usually a big aspect. I've got uh, a woman of mine who she's super successful in her company. She's got a lot of employees and really part of what I help her through is her second guessing her decisions, mm. right? Because she's had experience in her company with her team where she's made decisions and then she has second guessed them and then she has changed those decisions mm. repeated times, which then undermines her power in the company and her ability to actually get everybody on board with what she's doing. And there's a way to be able to shift how you're doing things in the company, but to be really clear about what you're standing for and not to do it because you're second guessing yourself or trying to appease everyone. You want to be able to be the visionary of your company and get out of the minutia of the implementation of the things that you aren't to be doing. So the women really come to me to really look at where are they getting in their own way of their business. Mm. I love the quote from Les Brown and exactly what you did say because it's like, you're right. When you're in it, like when you're in it and you're, like you said, you're productive, you're successful. Like you already got a lot of your shit together and more than other people have together that you've got a lot of high expectation on yourself and you're a performer, you know, you're showing up, but sometimes you don't even realize, like you said, that, Oh, that blind spot, that second guessing yourself is the thing that's holding you back from fully showing up as the leader that you want to be or making that change in your company. Like, I just love that, that it's like, 
it's okay when you're in it to then, like you say, go to a mentor or go to someone and be like, where, you know, what is my, obviously something's breaking down. What is my blind spot? But I don't even know what it is. Right. Like sometimes I think as women, like you said, going back to that, asking for help, we're like, we think it's a sign of weakness to ask for help or to ask for someone else's perspective, but it's not, it's actually giving you your power when you're saying, you know, I've, I've taken myself as far as I can. I might just need a little bit of perspective or a tweak or right. change there. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, I always have, you know, a mentor myself and sometimes yeah. I have, you know, several for different aspects of my life to look at because I know that there's always a part that I'm just not seeing. I yeah. mean, it doesn't mean that I can't m keep moving forward, but I may not be moving as quickly as forward and seeing something where there's, you know, forks in the road of where I take, it can affect my company. It can affect my personal life. It can have, you know, a, a deep impact. And so one of the reasons that, you know, women choose me as their mentor is because I've been in life and death situations where I have to make critical decisions quickly. And so when you're able to make those quick decisions, then you start trusting yourself and you can start moving forward in your company. You can make tweaks along the way, but it's really important to build that muscle and skill to be able to make quicker decisions and know what your own parameters are. What are your values? What is your company about? What is it so that you are able to make decisions based on what supports that, that they're not coming out of left field, that you've really considered the whole big picture. You've done the foundation, you've done the prep work so that when the decisions come, you can make them quickly. It looks like it's really easy that you're making those decisions, but you've done all the work, you know, up front uh, to really allow yourself to be in the flow and then you just know, and then it's just muscle memory and you're able to move through that. You know, yeah. you and I have had this experience, uh, you know, with Bo, with our stories, yeah. right? We yeah. do a lot of behind the scenes, you know, tweaking and, you know, re-looking over and what's the impact and, and looking at all of that so that when we actually do, you know, do our, our talks and we connect with other people, it feels like we're just doing it off the cuff. Yeah. And people don't see all that behind the scenes right. work, like you said, that allows you to just act when you need to react in the positive way and act when you need to and not overthink it and not get stuck, you know, in the middle that's so true. And when you talk about foundational work, does that span across like any woman that's, that's getting blocked or getting stuck? Like, is there something, a tip we can give them? Like what's one of the first steps to laying that foundation? Like yeah. is it trusting yourself? Is it changing the, our language? Like what's like one take home step that they can take to lay that foundation right away? Well, I would say I'm thinking of actually two because I think one of the things here is that you definitely have to trust yourself, you know, and you have to build that muscle of trusting your intuition, not second guessing yourself, really stepping into believing in yourself. And if you really do have a lot of that negative self-talk and things that are happening, you want to surround yourself with people, you know, whether they're, they're mentors or positive friends or people who can really move you into the environment you want to have. And the mm -hmm. second thing I was looking at is when I was in the department, I uh, coined something called the clutter to drama ratio. And what that meant was that the more, uh, I've been in thousands of homes. So I have seen, you know, all kinds of different environments that people have been in. And of course, you know, we're in them mostly when we aren't invited, when people, you know, don't have a time to straighten things up and you just see their life raw. 
And so what I saw that the people that had the most clutter in their space had the most drama in their relationship and their mindset that had the police, you know, end up having to come and intervene in their life. And so one of the things I started really noticing when I had retired was I really started looking at my clients and their physical space. And there really had something to do with, because it became unconscious, especially if you are you had a pivotal moment in your life, which we've all had, where you're either focusing on growing your business or raising your kids, or you know you have a an elderly parent or somebody you have to caretaker or somebody dies. I mean, these these critical things that happen in in our life, where we aren't maybe as vigilant of looking at our space, and so it becomes unconscious. But what happens is that when we walk through our space, and there are you know, piles of things or things that aren't in order, it subconsciously sucks our power away. It anchors us to the past and things that aren't supporting us. And so it's literally a weight and clutter is a representation of weight in our life. It's protection, just like physical weight on our body. It is a way that we bury ourselves from the world. So mm-hmm. looking at your environment is a way to see where you may be giving your power away just in your space. And one of the things that the listeners can do is to just walk room to room in your home and just close your eyes. You don't even have to look at what's happening in your space, Mm -hmm. but close your eyes and see how you feel in the space and see, is it something that is inspiring you or is it taking your energy away? Making small tweaks in your environment, which is one of the reasons why I created my clutter, you know, to drama, you know, the ratio, but also um, my clutter to calm academy for people to look at their space Mm. and see how much impact it's actually having on them. It's so important to be able to look at space and make those, those little tweaks that support you. And for the women who have, who are entrepreneurs, really look at your office because what I have found is that my clients, a lot of times their office is the least favored room in their home. It has the most clutter in it. It's the darkest room. It's the one they don't feel good in. And if that is the room that you want to build your business and be connecting with people, that could be actually a sign of why certain things aren't working in your business or your life. Wow. I just love this, like the simplicity of that. Cause you know, when you give out tips, people go, Oh, here we go. Okay. Now I need, you know, 12 hours to go do this thing. Diane told me it's like, you're like, walk around your room, go room to room, close your eyes and you'll know right away whether that room's cool or you, whether that's giving you energy or that's sucking your energy and you got to go make some changes. And I just love that clutter to drama ratio. And you've got the data from working in the police department, you've got the data to support that and the work you've done to support that, that that's just such an amazing tip to look at your environment. I, that's such a great first starting tip for people. Like amazing, amazing. So four levels of power. Tell me a little bit. That intrigues me. There's four <laughs> levels of power. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I I love this. I've been really cultivating that uh, over this last year in particular uh, because I've been doing some live events because there's like, there's information and I'm definitely going to share with you guys what that is, but there's also an embodiment of really, you know, we learn the information and then there's different levels of how we actually apply it and make it habit and incorporate it in our life. So the first level of power is your physical power. 
it's so important for women to be strong. And do you decide in what area, if you want to actually do like, you know, a self-defense class or you want to go to the gym or you want to do something where you just feel stronger than you are today? Because when you feel strong, then you actually stand more clearly in your power. I think that all women should have a few simple moves of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually teach women um, three to five moves. It's important to know just a few moves um, really, really well, then just know a bunch of them half-ass because mm-hmm. it's so important when you know that and you know that it can work anytime and it doesn't matter the size of somebody, but no matter if somebody would attack you from behind or in front, you know, if you were with family, you would know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And what I find is when women know how to protect themselves, they actually don't have things happen because then you carry an energy about you that perpetrators know that you know how to take care of yourself and they don't choose you. They choose mm-hmm. someone who has victim energy. And so building up that physical power is, is the first level. Love that. Yeah. Mm. So then the second one is the mental power. It's so important to really fortify your mind and have scenarios where you actually are preparing for what you would do in a situation. You don't want to wait till something happens to make a plan. You want to have some general thoughts about if this happens, I would do this. If that happens, I would do that and have these plans in place. And what I like to call is the nuances of noticing where you are actually able to notice your surroundings. What's out of place? Where is somebody in a space that maybe doesn't make you feel comfortable? Maybe you need to cross the street. You have to really start really looking at how you feel in a space and noticing what happens in your brain because your brain will trigger, hey, this doesn't feel right. And you want to be able to listen to that and be able to uh, make a move. Wow. And then after that is the uh, emotional power. And the emotional power has to do with your feelings. And I think it's so important for women to walk around in the world without fear and to notice, you know, how fear feels in their body, where it is in their body, and what they can do about that. There can be some things as simple as deep breathing. When we're fearful, we hold our breath. And so when you notice you're holding your breath, just doing deep breathing brings oxygen to the brain and allows you to let feelings move through you and actually gain some power from that. What Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know, um, in fact, from Bo, uh, Dr. Barbara is just wrote a book around your emotions and how emotions actually process through your body. And we move things through our emotions through our body in 90 second cycles. So no matter what happens in a fear, it actually moves to your body and moves out within that 90 seconds. So when we know, it's almost like in labor with a child, when you yeah. know when that contraction's ending, yeah. you can actually use it for your power and actually build through it. So it's a way to use your emotions to allow you to be more powerful with whatever is moving through you because the feeling of fear, it reacts the same as your body as the feeling of excitement. And so knowing how to interpret and use emotion as a way to stand in your power um, is, is really powerful. Mm. And then finally, the fourth one is your spiritual power. It is about listening to your intuition and knowing your intuition and your inner wisdom that you start looking at times in your life, you want to start building evidence where you know what you know. And so times where you remember that you knew something and you acted on it, that builds up your confidence and you start then relying on your intuition because you now have evidence that it has worked for you. And so when you have that, you can build up that intuition where you start trusting that inner wisdom that we actually were brought here with. And if we pay attention, it then serves us in the moment. 
Mic drop. <laughs> ah, I I feel empowered sitting here listening to you in this moment, looking at physical power, mental power, emotional power, spiritual power. Because you're right, you know, when we say power, I'm going to be a powerful woman, that brings up an image for a lot of us of strong, you know, well-built, lean, you know, just our, it, it, it brings up a physical picture in my brain. But I love that you're drilling it deeper for people by the nuances of noticing with their mental power, that fear versus excitement and what to do with that, that deep breathing for the emotional power, and then the spiritual power of building that evidence. Right. You know, Lisa, I love that you mentioned about the image of power and that physical mm. thing, because a lot of times women will consider themselves not that powerful because maybe they don't have a big stature, right? Mm. I mean, you and I are, are built women, right? I mean, yeah. we like we have that strength in, in our physiology, right? Yeah. So, but for women who maybe don't have that, or they, you know, they maybe they're not as tall, or they're maybe you know really frail in some ways. One of the things that's really important, and this is why I teach women to have just a handful of moves. The, some of the moves that I teach are ones that it doesn't matter what your sizes are. In fact, I've done it for kids, where kids can you know up against a 6'2 adult male can take them down with just wow. a few moves. And when you know that you can be that powerful, you walk differently in the world. And so it's not about, you know, learning how to, you know, take people out or have, you know, mm. you know, advocating physical violence, but it's a thing to, when you know within yourself that you can take care of yourself, yes. that's, that is a who you are being. And it's so much more important to really embrace who you're being because that's where your true power comes from. From. And when you know those, you know, handful of skills, you can walk so much more confidently in the world and you really can own your power when you know that you can take care of yourself. Mm, I love that you said embrace who you're being. That's where your true power is. What? I, I love that. You're going to have to teach me. Now I'm like, next time I see you, I'm going to be like, Diane, give me one of these moves. Hit me with yes. this. Absolutely. Right. That made me think of like that did even that ripple effect that made me think of my little guy who's five. Like you're saying, you know, if you can teach them one move or two moves, yep. you know, he'll show up differently in the world and I'll show up differently as his mom knowing right. that he's all right. He knows he's one or two things, you know, yes. so just Absolutely. the impact that, that your work has is just that true ripple effect that, you know, I know it's women, but really it's the ripple effect of generations and children and the right. whole bit. And I, I just, I love, love, love that. So well, you know, it's so important to embody, you know, that in yourself, you know, to do that. I'm, I'm actually, I'll have to let you know when um, my next uh, adventure retreat is because it's important to have these adventures where you have, a, you have a little bit of risk where you're kind of putting yourself out there where you have to trust your intuition. And then we do some of the, you know, the moves that, so you know how to utilize the move. And so when you're actually in a situation to be able to um, see what it feels like to be able to make quick decisions and be confident that you can take care of yourself in the moment. So those are, those are something fun that are coming up as well. I would love to know about that. And I would love to pass that on to my listeners. That would be absolutely amazing. Now tell me about the life reset quiz that you've got for them. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, one of the things that really gets people knowing where they are is to have awareness, right? That's always the first step about having awareness of where you are and where you need to make, you know, some shifts and changes. You and I have talked about, you know, you have your awareness, then you take the action. Yep. So I created the quiz so that people can have instant awareness of where they are. It literally takes two minutes. You take the quiz and you find out some awareness around what's happening in your mindset. What, what is your mind thinking? What is happening with you? Uh, what is happening in your space? You know, is it taking your power away from you? Is it really, how is that showing up for you in your life? And then your self-care. How are you taking care of yourself? You can't do bigger work in the world if you're not taking care of yourself. It's that whole putting your oxygen mask on first. So there's yeah. a series of some questions that you will immediately uh, get an email back that has your results that you know where you are, are killing it and you're doing really well. And then you also can see where are the holes, you know, where are you giving your power away? What are, what is not working so that when you see that you can know right away where you can fortify that. Mm, it helps you see your blind spots. Yes. I love that. So guys, it's www.liferesetquiz.com. Now don't worry if you're driving or you don't have a pen and paper handy. I will put this in the show notes as well as I will put Diane's social media links her Facebook page, her website, ways that you can absolutely get in touch with her. It's dianehalfman.com. Facebook is the same, Diane Halfman fan. I'll make sure I put that all in the show notes. Diane, thank you for this awesomeness that you shared with our listeners. Thank you, Lisa, so much for having me on the show. And one of the things I always love to, to end on, on uh, my interviews is one of my favorite quotes by Clement Watt, which is, take the first step, no more, no less, and the next step will be revealed. Mm. Listeners have heard so many different things here. What's the one thing that you can implement today and move forward with that? And then the next one will be revealed. Mm, I love that. We're going to end it there. Thank you for tuning in to the Lisa Fiesig Show, and we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to the Lisa Fiesig Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisafiesig.com.